0: Welcome to the EDU Podcast, where Rob and Gary talk and drink with your favorite photographers. So grab yourself a cold sarsaparilla and saddle up. This podcast is brought to you by Capture One Pro. With support for more than 400 cameras, it's the standout choice for any serious photographer. See the difference that Capture One 10 can make to your existing raw images by downloading a free 30-day trial at CaptureOne.com.
1: In this episode, we have the extra special guest, Oh man. the, the man with the most epic beard at the moment, Peter <laughs> Hurley. <laughs> at the moment. And yeah. if you don't know who Peter Hurley is and you haven't been paying attention. Yeah, you know what's really <laughs>
0: funny about this? So with all of our podcasts, we always have the, the photographer like, introduce who they are in case there is somebody in our audience who doesn't know. Who in the world isn't going to know Peter I'm Hurley? Not even,
1: I'm not even going to let, you know, fill them in. You, they already know.
2: Well, I appreciate that. I hope that's the case,
0: but I I'm
1: sure there's
2: somebody it. scratching their head right now, <laughs> going
1: Google in my name and being like, "Who are you, Peter? Who are you? Just define, in case,
2: define yourself. Just in, case in case you're not aware, I am a um, I would say, wow, put me on the spot. I, I, well, let's just go straight for it. I'm a portrait photographer from New York City. I specialize in headshot photography, and uh, picked up a camera in 2000. Started doing headshots in 2002 and uh, became pretty much the best headshot photographer in New York.
1: Pretty much you paved know. the way and created a look that's now been duplicated and replicated all throughout the world. Yeah, you've you've upped the w- global headshot game.
2: Yeah, to, I did, Peter I did I do
1: that. Up <laughs> yeah. Somebody told that. <laughs> that's, that's
2: crazy. Somebody walked up to me. And we're at WBBI, and uh, somebody walked up to me at the show, and he says, and he looks me in the eye. And when people stop and like really connect with you, and he, I mean, he's looking me, and I'm bearing down on me. And I'm getting, you know, hundreds of people coming up to me each, each, each all day long. And I, some people, I try and connect with everybody, but this guy was bearing me down and I saw it and I picked up on that energy. And he's like, you changed headshot photography for the world. And I was like, holy smokes.
0: (laughs) How how good did that feel?
2: Holy smokes. I, I had a guy, I actually had a guy call me. And this flipped me out. So this guy, Richard Corwin, he shot Madonna's like yeah. first images, getting yeah. her started. He's a really nice guy. And he just called me up and he said, I had to call you. And I was like, he's like, you don't know who I am. I'm, and he told me, and I didn't know who I, he was, unfortunately, but um, he said, I did these first, first portraits of Madonna. And I was like, wow. And he has a book and it's awesome. And he came by the studio. It was really cool. But in our, in our first conversation, he said, uh, "He said I just had to call you to thank you. And I was like, why? What? He said, you, can, you made headshots cool. He said, headshots were not cool before Peter
0: Hurley. So you made headshots cool. Why do you think that is? What is it about you or your process that made it cool? I, I have my opinion, but I want to hear what you think about it. For me, a lot of people
2: say it's the cleanliness of the shot. Like I shot on a white background with really flat light, simple lighting, beauty lighting. But um, Richard
0: on shot on a white background too. Yeah, yeah. But I but mean, he, but you've done something really unique. You know, yeah. I did too. But I, I think,
2: I think I mean I know the answer. The answer is the connection with the person. I created expression. I feel responsible for my subject's expression, and I don't think before that, before I did that, that the photographers were aware that you can actually control somebody's expression when you're in front of the camera and get whatever you want out of them. You really can. Um, And I think that that for me, that's the difference. I don't know if everybody sees that or everybody thinks that. But for me, it is all about expression, because when I started and I looked at the pictures that I was competing against. So in New York, I, I was. You know, I started doing headshots because I need to make a buck. I was like an actor. I was an actor. I did the headshot process. I shot with a guy, and he shot on a white background, and I liked it. And I, I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to shoot on a simple white background. I was a big fan of Richard Avedon's work. Um, little side note, uh, Bruce Weber was a model. Yeah. Richard Avedon told him to pick up a camera. Kiss who told me to pick up a camera. Bruce so I'm taking. Weber. I'm going all the way back to avidon with that. that. I'm running. I'm running to the bank with that one. I love <laughs> yeah. it. Actually, that's that's, <laughs> that's awesome.
0: That's pretty killer. That's
2: it's pretty cool. cool, right? Yeah. No, most I don't say that often, so most people haven't heard that's that part of it. But I was a model, and uh, I was working with photographers, and every time I work with a photographer that. Uh, Made me feel uncomfortable. I got crappy pictures. I was not good. There's a misconception. Models know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. I didn't know what I was doing. What What happened was I shot with Bruce in my first modeling job, and Bruce has that gift of giving the person in front of his camera confidence. He has that gift of making the person feel. He actually put puts people. It's funny because I teach a lot of photographers how I do it. Right. But I learned from Bruce and I can't do it the way Bruce does it, but I know what he does or get a sense of what he does. I can do what I do. So when I teach, I try and tell people, I'm like, look, this is, I don't know how to teach it any other way than the way I do it. It doesn't mean that it's going to resonate for you. I just don't know. So Bruce's way I can't do, but I figured out my own way.
0: I think the the key to what you've done is, you're, quite frankly, it's your personality. Yeah, you've been a model, so you have an understanding of what it's like to be in front of the camera, um, and you've seen guys like Bruce do it, and, and were taught by him. But you have an understanding of who you are as an individual in order to get people to relax in front of the lens, um, which a lot of a lot of photographers don't do that. They actually kind of hide behind the lens and just want the model to evoke right and they're kind of waiting for that decisive moment but you're actually really engaged with people you're so engaged with your with the talent the people right in front of your lens they can't help but interact with you
1: and change and move
0: and come out
1: it's more of a stand up like do you you should do stand up have, have you thought <laughs> of it
2: uh, it's you know what it's funny as i got so you, i i always say There's things you can master in photography. Like, like, you know, you've mastered product photography. Like, like there's only so much that more that you could do in the product photography realm in terms of technical. Yeah, maybe like, you know, how to splash water on stuff and do stuff that I would never even be able to imagine. And uh, but but for me, you know, that technical part has to be in your back pocket when you're shooting. What doesn't what does change is the way you direct. That'll never change. I'm not going to be changing. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to master direction in this lifetime. It changes. So what happens really? is I've gone through be- these cycles.
1: Yeah, why wouldn't why you wouldn't don't you you're direction? master direction? You, I feel like you have mastered direction no, 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 no. totally.
2: No, 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 no.
1: I was watching you earlier today, and you're you know telling people that your finger act like your finger got stuck in a wiffle ball. That, then they you were there. <laughs> I was I was watching on Facebook Live. Oh, you we, were? We were cool. In, in between podcasts, I was, I yeah. was checking you out because I get all your updates. Yeah, um, and that that's hilarious. I I feel like you definitely have mastered direction. Yeah. Have right? you gotten your fingers we've all got our fingers <laughs> touching a football yes. of yeah. yeah. <laughs> things like that that's that's I saw that. I was like he needs to do stand up just let him loose you need to like go to open mic nights for it's 10 really minutes uh, and yeah. just go get into it yeah. i'd pay I'd, I'd pay for that
2: well you know what's funny then this is why it's changed so so there's a thing and and I know we want to uh, I'm guessing we want to talk a little bit about business for, for everybody out there that's listening. There's a thing about what you charge and how you feel and commanding a fee, you know, changes the game for the people coming in. For me, there's a respect when you charge more, you know, when you get your rate and you're not negotiating Absolutely. with the client and the client feels like they're with the top person, they're with their choice. So when people come into, into that zone, there's a something changed in me when my rates went through the roof it was like a it was i didn't have to be gimmicky anymore it was like i've arrived inside internally i don't tell people that or feel you know i'm not trying to be overly cocky or arrogant it's not that it's it's just a knowing it's an awareness it's a confidence that's built so i changed the way i I really do a lot less than I used to do. I used to do somersaults in front of these people to get what I want. Now what I do is I have all the, the tricks in, in my back. I can do the tricks, I can do them. But I can look the person in the eye and I can make the camera vanish for them and just connect with them now like I couldn't before. And that's what I, what I realized is, is that guys like Richard Avedon and stuff like that had that ability. And Bruce, they that that's an ability that's learned, and it's it's from it's absolute confidence when you're behind your camera. It's knowing that that person is not leaving that room without the shot. Yeah, and not even verbalizing it. Just it's the way you feel, and they feel that we transfer energy so much, especially in a portrait session. That's why I always tell people, I was like, never let anybody watch your portrait sessions. Don't let anybody watch that. Think about the energy in the room. You're changing the energy in the room. Mine is all energy between me and the person now. Yeah. So if I I just have I just did a, a talk last night called The Power of the Portrait and I told some of these stories that have been really, really powerful for me. And it's it's going through you have to go through that process. I I tell people if you wanna be a portrait photographer, you gotta shoot more people. You know. From uh, even absolutely. from the working with so many different it's time in. You, know, you just yeah. have
0: to put. It's, it goes back to Malcolm Gladwell's Ten Thousand Hours. You just you have to put that time in to yeah. understand um, the process, but then also the decisions you can make through the process, and let the technical stuff become totally second nature, so you can just enjoy the craft and work on the craft.
1: And the failures. I mean, you ha- you got to fail, you oh, know, ten thousand times and not repeat that. That's where the best lessons are. Yeah. Is you know your wipeouts.
2: No, you. That's that's. If you didn't have those, you wouldn't know how to handle... Yeah, I think those are gifts.
0: Yeah, totally.
2: Because that's it. Like, people, you know, it's I'm still in the game. I've had shot photography. There's people chasing, you know, and trying to get the work that I'm getting and stuff in New York and get to the rates that I'm getting and stuff. But the way that I feel about it, you know, you can never touch the experience of somebody who's, who's got that and educating the client about that is the hardest part. I have shooters in my studio that shoot at lower price points and people, and, and they shoot with my gear in my studio. Like the studio is set up and they just walk in and get behind my camera with my lights and press the button and the, and my assistant gets 300 bucks and I walk in my studio with my lights and my camera and press the button and I get 2,500 bucks for a headshot. And people are like, well, what is the difference? And
0: the difference is the 10,000, yeah, 20,000, whatever people. It's not the equipment people, right? It's yeah. not the equipment. It's, no. the, it's the, the director. Yeah. The equipment and actually yeah. people. The, uh, the fact that you're, you're not complacent and you, you don't feel that you've mastered direction yet means you're always going to push yourself. You're going to keep getting better. Hopefully
2: you have to. I mean, and that's the thing that I I realized very early on that it was about the direction. I, because I remember this friend of mine, So I always tell people you want to be a portrait photographer, you got to get people in front of your camera. And the best way to practice is friends and freebies. Once you go pro and you're charging, you got a job to do. But before that, or even if you are pro, but if you got friends and freebies that you're given, you got to go full bore with them. To figure out what you're going to get with them So uh, I had a friend I remember this I hadn't figured out my lighting yet or what I was doing I was doing natural light because I didn't know what I was doing This was way back in my career This was probably 2000 And I took her up on my roof of this building I was at And I was like Okay And she was a friend I was like I don't know what to tell you But let's just try some different stuff And she was acting So I said okay do a monologue And I was an actor. So I was like, try a monologue. And that didn't work. And then I forget what I was like, you know, and telling people like turn to the left, turn to the right and smile and all that. That's what most photographers do. They don't know what to say or do. And it was that moment that my brain exploded, like right on that roof. I was like, this is it. Because I was pretty good, even in my like at the very beginning, because I had an awareness of what a good picture looked like from working with Bruce and working with some of these phenomenal photographers. I was on the sets. I wasn't, the thing was, I'm kicking myself now. Everything worked out fine. However, I modeled for like five years before I picked up camera and paid no attention to anything that was going on. I mean, I worked with some amazing photographers, paid zero attention to anything they did. The minute I picked up a camera and decided to
0: become a photographer, I became the most annoying model on the set. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you you learned more than you realized. I bet you paid attention more than... it, It probably sank in more than you thought it did.
2: I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think the... And I think it's hard for me because I'm teaching now and I'm like, I don't want people to feel like, well, you know, he was a model, so he has all this experience and it and it helped make his career and I don't have that. And I don't think that's what it is. It's like Bruce never... I would say Bruce was my mentor, but he never... I mean, he did mentor me a little bit and help me a little bit along the way. Um, but he never told me, like, what lens to buy or what shutter speed to be at. We never had conversations like that.
0: That's because that's not what's important. Yeah. I mean, your settings are not... Everybody wants to know that, like, it's some kind of secret sauce. That's not the secret no, sauce. No. It's how you direct. It's how you see. That's the secret sauce.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. So, anyway, my my awareness was raised because I was on those sets. I think I was aware of what the top was and what it, what it looked like. I think that was cool. So that gave me a, I think visually I knew what a good picture looked like too. So I was able from a very early get-go take pictures that looked really good. I mean, I still look back at them and I think they're really good. They didn't have a style. They were all over the place, but they look good. So I'm working on the roof with this girl. And I was like, I got the, the, the lighting was beautiful. It was cloudy day, southern light, beautiful, out on a roof. Like, I think I might add a reflector on her. It was a white, it wasn't a white, it was like a rock uh, roof. We were way up in this building that was being built that I lived in that, that we snuck into the very top roof. And so I was getting a bounce. The light was great. No idea what to say to her. And that was the moment right there. What hit you? It was like. I don't, I feel like a fish out of water. I know my, I know that this picture is going to look good. I had a great camera. I was having fun. I I love taking pictures. I just didn't know what to say to her. And so from that moment to this day, every day has been, every time somebody's in front of my camera and actually even when they're not, I'm think. I was thinking about how to direct has been a series of. What can I try? What can I do differently? So I got a gift once. I I look at them as gifts. And this is what happens is something pops in my head. I try it with a client. It works. And then sometimes I won't write it down. And I won't remember what it was or what I did. And it fades off and I never do it again. So what I try and do is write down everything. So these little gifts come where you're in the middle of a shoot. And your brain just goes, let me try this. And then you go. So, for instance, I'm sitting in my studio. I don't remember when this happened, but I've done this ever since. Um, And I'll just give an example. And this is kind of this is just fun. So a, a song will come on in the background. I play song. I play music. I don't like it loud, but I'll play music so that. You know, people a like music. A vibe. Yeah, you a little bit of a vibe, and the song will come on, and I'll be shooting, and the people are so consumed by the camera that they're not probably hearing the song in the background, and I'll just start telling them to. I'll just act like, say nothing except for start repeating the song lyrics to them, <laughs> but in a way that's funny, so. So, for instance, yeah, for instance, any song, you could do it with any song. It's funny. Um,. So one song that's kind of popular right now, the one that's really the, well, I'll tell you the weekend, right? So this really weird song he comes out with is like, I can't feel my face when I'm with you. So it will come on and I'll be like, you know, I'm having trouble feeling my face right now when I'm with you and I'm (laughs) shooting all that. So I'll just go into the song or Def Leppard came on one time and it was pour some sugar on me. Can you give me a look like you're pouring sugar on me right now? And they can't. Here, they, they, some, they won't, they'll be like, cause I'm mostly kind of serious in the shoot. And then I'll say that and they'll like, stop and like, look, and I just do it random. People are like, you knew that that song was coming on. I was like, I don't, I can do it with any song. Think about any song. What's a popular song right now. You could just do it. It's hilarious. And so I don't know what, when I did that. I have no clue when I did that but I was like this is a gift this was the gift this little one and I got a slew of them you know that come up and I try ones like I I this only works if the studio is empty. When my assistant's there, I can't do it. This is like one of the newer ones. Like the like I get weirder in my old age. This is why the direction gets better. <laughs> so I'll be shooting. I I was shooting this guy, and it just happened. My assistant wasn't in there that day. Most of the time, she's there, but she's working. But I couldn't do this. So I just said, I was shooting him, and my brain said, he's doing really well. But if his nose went a little bit that way, he'd be a little bit better. That's what my my thought was. So. I just started saying what my brain was saying to me out loud to him. So I'm shooting him. And I'm like, you know, he's, he looks good there. But if the nose was this way a little bit, he might look better. <laughs> and the guy was like, "You're," cool. I'm like. Yeah, he's been doing great the entire session. I'm not sure about that shirt. I think we got that to him. Maybe I should change him now. And the guy just died. He's dying. He's like, you got to stop. He's like, stop doing that to me. I'm like, well, you know, maybe if we, if I just, you know, got him to tilt his head. Oh, that hair's out of place on him. Maybe I got to fix that, you know. Anyway, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's just so weird, and, and it's just like they don't know what to do. So I didn't write it down and I'll forget that I did that. And then one day I like remembered that one, but it's stuff like that, that happens. And I'll try it and I'll be like, I'm going to use this every single day. Like one day I said this to somebody, can you just, and I, and like, I haven't said this to somebody in a shoot since I can remember but it just popped in my head. So there's a backlog on them. So this one, <laughs> like, this one,
0: <laughs> right? Oh, I love this. Yeah, keep going.
2: But, so, but I love this one, and I should say it every day, but I don't. So, so I, I'll be shooting someone, and um, I'll be, let's say a guy, and I'll be like, can you just look slightly more handsome for me right now? Don't overdo it. I don't want it. Like, don't go all the way with it. Like, what would you do if somebody said that to you? Maybe don't. I would be like, Like what? And that just popped out of my mouth one day and I wrote it down. If you don't write it down, it's not going to be there. So for a woman, I say, okay, you look fantastic. We're getting great shots. Just a touch more beauty right now. Lay it on me. Just let me see it. Bring it. No. And I'll take a picture. I'll be like, no, 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 no. That was close. But just bring Bring out more. I can take more than that. Just. (laughs) keep it coming it's gotta you know yeah now pull out all the
0: stops
2: (laughs) 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 so to think like this is what so a lot of my clients i say to them you know they're having such a good time and they're just like you're nuts in between the laughter we're getting great shots too because it's just they're loose but i was like so they're like i'm blown away by what's going on in here i was like so how do you Explain it to a friend, like, well, he told me to add more beauty. <laughs> I mean, it's like, they're like, I really can't. Right.
0: It's really hard. To- but, it, but it changes their thought process. Yeah. Like, There's something like saying that to them changes their thought process and they have to react in some way, which translates to the image. Yeah, absolutely. And I realized
2: that on that roof. And then, so it's been work like that. That's why I know that I'm not done, and it'll never be done, and it'll always. When it you just were, were you
0: on that roof, and you realized that you had like not the sense you wanted of direction. <laughs> At that point, did you have the sense of understanding of the face, like the jawline? like how? You're, no, you're, I
2: didn't know any of that okay. back then. No, that's a part of it, too.
0: So that those kind of you analytics of the we, face came after you had that epiphany on the roof.
2: Yeah, but think about this. Think about the drips on a bottle. You had the same thing. Did you see the drip? Look at your old work compared to the way you oh, put yeah. the... The styling was just, very different yeah. back then. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like, I'll critique images... Uh, of other photographers, that's what I do on the headshot crew every day, I look at more headshots than you would believe, please don't send me headshots through Facebook and stuff <laughs> Like people
0: do that, this is a plea I'm like,
2: <laughs> just, I'm coaching I'm looking at thousands of images I shoot every day, then I'm coaching thousands of photographers, I'm looking at their headshots every day, I'm like, and then people are sending to me and, on like Facebook messages here, look at it, I'm like, no, I don't or Instagram, here look at my Instagram feed, I'm I, yeah, looking enough, like yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, but the thing that they, that it is, and what it really is, is attention to detail. Like they'll be like, when I I do these things called crew casts. So every Tuesday and Thursday, we're on live on with the headshot crew. And we do these portfolio reviews. We have we have weekly contests. So every week there's headshots that are critiqued on a weekly basis for headshot of the week. And then I do this monthly contest called uh, "Getting Your PhD," which is Peter Hurley direction. You know, <laughs> I want to make that's it. Yeah. So they win and they get they get to hang out with me and get some cool stuff. But um. So we we critique them like crazy, and I bring the person on the crew cast. So we do it live all over the world because we have people all over the world. And you sign up to this thing, and I can bring the person whose image there on the video. And I'll, I and I'm very you know I don't like ripping people apart, but I'll coach them on the level they're at. So, for instance, as I have associate photographers, so associate photographers have to get 15 shots by me into a portfolio that's rock solid and then they can become considered an associate of mine. Right now, we have about 80 of them. I think that the number's at 80 all over the world. So when they're getting to that 15, when they first start and they send me their shots and it's not a portfolio that's up to snuff, I want to I want to. I want everybody to be fired up about their work. I don't want to just hammer them straight down. I want to coach them at the level they're at. What happens is, is that they keep getting better. So when somebody comes back and puts a portfolio together and let's say they put, you could put 20 shots in it. Let's say they put 20 shots and I hammer it and I say, look, you've got five good ones in there. 15 got to go. You got work to do. But the five, you're, you're on your way. The next portfolio, they put a tw- another 20. Now, they think they're five in to this 15. And I'll be like, they put another 20. But I coached them up. So now their level's different. I'll be like, those five that I like before are garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and They get pissed. And I'm like, but you don't understand. You, your game is now at a different level. What I'm doing is just upping their game. And as I up their game, I get tougher. And my thought is, is there's an associate photographer out there in the headshot crew. You can go out today, get somebody in front of your camera and shoot a portfolio picture. That's that means that you're capable of this. Right. Every day. So so you don't want to hold on to your old images. You don't want to hold on to your old images. You know, our old images get us work, but we don't we're we're, I'm not attached to my old images. I mean, some of my I, I am. But if I'm better now and that shot doesn't match my my work from the past, I shouldn't be attached to that shot. You're better now. You grew absolutely. You know, absolutely. So I bring them in on the on the on this video. So I'm talking to them while I'm doing it, and I'll be like, "Okay, that hair's out of place. The uh, their collar is a, a little bit too far away from the neck. The um, you know, there's a slight difference in the size of their eyes, and uh, you're, you've got a HNP going on. So I do acronyms too." um HMP it's a high nostril presence
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I love that (laughs) HMP oh yeah you gotta you gotta be careful of those nostrils
2: you do so once you have why and you know what it's funny because I come up with these as I as I coach hey the the coaching made me a better photographer like I'm way better like my attention to details through the roof because that's beautiful of thing about coaching. Teaching. It makes yeah. you way better. Yeah, I'm so much better. It's amazing. I love it. So I thank everybody who who uh, who coaches with me. I mentioned that today on the on the stage. But that's it. Like I come up with these cockamamie things. So I was working with this girl who had the high nostril presence, and I was like, okay, <laughs> I was like, I got to make sure her chin's down. I got to shoot the nostril on the angle when the nostrils are forward, and I gotta. And I'll talk about it with them. Like I don't beat around that like I go straight at these people I'm like it's all human stuff there's to me there's perceived flaws there's no flaws it's all perceived flaws so all I'm doing is trying to get them to understand hey I'm gonna get your I was like I was shot at first look on her I was like wow she's got like, and I I didn't come up with this HNP. I do that later. Like, I'm like, what? it has to be funny. And I'm like, it's high nostril presence. That's what it is. (laughs) So it's like, I've got another one that's, um, T U L S. A lot of people suffer from this affliction. And I, and I give the crew ways to deal with it. Tuls is tiny upper lip syndrome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My wife has that, actually. <laughs> <Yeah, see? laughs> <laughs> she totally does. Yeah. When she smiles, there's no I upper lip. I didn't know that
1: was a thing. She, she, oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, the lip kind of curls under and... No, it just straightens out. It just smiles, so it straightens out. It disappears. So she only has a lower
0: lip. Yeah. A beautiful woman, but she's oh, missing an upper lip when she smiles.
2: Absolutely. So, and that, again, perceived flaw. But people like it when you give them an upper lip when you, when you're shooting them because you can. There's little little tricks that you. can George Clooney's got tiny upper lip syndrome. Don't worry about it. Now. Everybody's all right. Everybody's gonna be okay. <laughs> 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 oh,
0: That's great. <laughs> so how do you compensate for a tiny upper lip? I need to know this for Deborah.
2: Well, what happens is is if you if you. If you close the lips, you immediately have less lip. So if you relax the lips and drop the mouth open a little bit, you fill the lip. And if you drop the camera slightly, you'll get more of the lip as well. So now you've got, and then what you do is you you can run into nostrils if you go too little. Yeah, you you got, well, if you you have TULS and (laughs) HMP together, your parents really messed around with you. (laughs) <laughs> the gene
0: pool is not good. No. <laughs> but there
2: have the to be bar, people like that. But the bar really is the this is the other thing that photographers I think have a problem with. They think they have to like go above and beyond, like they freak out to get a good picture of somebody. Look, we all are. We all especially if it's a the a person's a wild card. Like when the person gets in front of your lens like it's every day is like, "Oh boy, is this one going to work out," you know. So you I always my goal is always to get a great picture, you know, and, and fortunately enough, I don't stop till I do like I'm game on when I shoot. But I think a lot of photographers get, you know, concerned that they're not going to get the shot, you know. And I think the other things, you know, I, I feel this way. And I'm sure a gazillion photographers feel this way. I only feel as good as my last shot. Yeah. You know, we've got to be constantly evolving. How, how long do your sessions go? Like how long? Well, it, you know, I you're mean, always going to get a good shot
0: with somebody, so yeah. I'm sure it varies.
2: But as I got better with the direction, like I used to not shoot for. I never had an hour session; they were always two and a half to three hours. And then if they returned, then I do an hour. Mm-hmm. And After you got to know
0: them a little bit, so you had yeah, to
2: I've already shot rapport, them. Right. They know the drill. They know <laughs> right. my cockamamie stuff. They just they get it. And then what happened was I I discovered that they're, I couldn't warm somebody up in less than an hour and then I discovered misdirection which is what I was talking about like all that stuff that's like it makes absolutely no sense you know I'll say things that they really have to think about humans they really want to be right like you you don't want to be wrong you don't want to look stupid and you want to do whatever the photographer says so if I say things that that and sometimes I won't let out the cat out of the bag when I first start shooting I won't actually let them know that I'm gonna hit them with some crazy stuff I'll say things like okay you're doing great can you just slightly freeze in there
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no you're frozen I said slight, I need you to slightly freeze or uh, <laughs> one of my favorites is uh I said this to an author once and she got really mad at me Um I said can you can you just do me a favor and reticulate your eyebrows? <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> and she was like, what? And I was like, and I'm not, I'm an author, but I can't write at all. Like I just did. I wrote my book. I, I wrote that this book called the headshot and I wrote it like I speak. Like I totally was like, if this doesn't sound like, like what I want people who hear my voice when they read my book, I was like, do you hear me speaking to you when you read it? They're like, yeah. Cause it, cause yeah. I wrote it as if I was, saying it you know so that's the way I write so this woman was all straight laced and I was like no can you I need you to reticulate your eyebrows and she looked at me and she gave me this really mean face which I like to shoot because yeah, when they it? make the faces I got the mean face and I said she goes that I can't Did retic- you know what reticulate <laughs> means I said I know what it means she goes yeah I can't do that with it it means to form a net you can't form a net with your eyebrows so I <laughs> but they want to be right. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'll do directional stuff. Yeah. This is great too. Everybody wants to be right. So I'll do directional stuff with them. It doesn't matter. Like right now we're in Vegas. We have no idea where like spatially. I don't know if I'm facing North, Southeast or West right now. I don't either. I have no idea. But if I said to you, turn your hips towards the Tropic of Capricorn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would know what you to do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> people uh, want to get that's that right. right. You say that stuff? Oh, yeah. I, oh, good. Stuff. I got a whole
2: app that's called Hurley. If people go to hurleyisms.com, it's an <laughs> app that will run while you're shooting. And it gives you these lines that I'm telling you right now. So there's 50 of them for free. So you'll get my, and they're my favorites. They work. They're amazing. So everybody go there go to hurley Watch these 50 lines come out, but I come up with them all the time. So I add them into the app whenever I come up with a new one. Like, and I come up with them it's like, daily. all the time. Brilliant. And then I have some that are really my favorites because I, my favorites are the ones that sound like I mean something, but I don't mean shit.
0: You know? <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's really (laughs) the art of bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. God. So uh, there's Hurleyisms Pro, which is an upgradable. It's like four bucks a month or five bucks a month or something, or ninety nine bucks for life. And there's a thousand of them in there. Holy cow! Holy cow! Yeah.
1: How long did it take you to to build a thousand? Like write them down.
2: I don't know what I did was so I started writing them down on the back of my lights. So I put a piece of paper on the back of my lights and I would write what I say, and I would. And then the paper got a mess and then I would, then I like got rid of it. And then I was like, and then Google docs when usually it's hard to yell to my assistant who's on a phone call Hey, I just said this, write this down, but I'd usually do that now, but Google docs auto saves. So I leave the browser open on my computer while I'm shooting. So I'll say something, I'll run over to Google docs, I'll type it in and I'll run back and, and, and keep shooting. That's smart. You can't, it, like I said, it's it's going to fade away instantly once you say it, if it works. You know, I'm sure there's a gazillion things that I've said that I wish I had a, vi- a recording of me saying them so that I could use them now. But I just, they just vanish and they evaporate and they go.
1: Yeah, <laughs> The rare ones. Yeah. The dying breed. Here, here's heroism. one of my
2: favorite. Um, let's imagine I'm shooting you, Gary. This, this one's going to be tough for our listeners, but I'm going to. You, you look fantastic. Stay right there. Don't move. Just stay right there. Don't move.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see what Peter's doing, but he's hand gesturing for Gary to move while telling him not to move. Yeah, it's funny. Pretty, yeah, it's yeah. pretty
1: good. I did want to just yeah, move did. over that way. All right. <laughs> well, that's classic. Well, yeah. I mean, the whole thing is just an interruption in, of logical thinking. Like, all right, it, it just kind of breaks their brain. And breaks them down. It's, it's, it's hilarious. It's, yeah, it's me, genius.
2: I'll go a little theory on you on that. So um, we we operate. Our conscious mind does a lot during the day. It does not control our expressions. Like you're not an autopilot. You don't think about what your face is doing. You The brain just does it for you. Because um, we got other stuff to worry about. I believe there's only two times that we really do control our expressions. And it's in front of a mirror and in front of a camera. And so, when we're in front of a camera, we're a novice. When we're in front of a mirror, we can look at ourselves. We can see how ridiculous we look. We change our face. We're fine. But conscious control—it's like the—it's uh, like breathing. We don't—we don't—we don't, don't think about breathing, but we can hold our breath for a little bit. So, put somebody in front of cameras like they're holding their breath. They can only hold their breath for so long, and then they're going to let go and go back to subconscious thinking. All I'm doing is doing the trigger to get back to the subconscious because I don't want them affected by the camera. I don't want them posing. I don't want them doing anything facially. I do direct towards the facial stuff till I get it, but then I throw the curveball to get the face to do something that's that's coming from a subconscious place. That's the theory behind it. Um, and that's where, where it kind of stems from. So I want a subconsciously subconsciously driven expression.
1: So from a... Look, I'm going to change it up a little bit. I'm going to throw you a curveball. You ready? Yeah. So what are you, what are you struggling with the most... These days.
2: I think the same thing that everybody else struggles with these days. Time. I can't figure out what to do. I'm like, I got balls in the air and they are going all different directions. And it's like, which ball are you going to catch today? You know, it's None like. half hours in the day. You know. Ever. So I, I like to say I have a totem pole. Like, so what's, and the totem pole is a list of like, it's, it's everything, everything that happens. Somebody throws you a text. Where does that go on the totem pole? If I'm doing, if I'm in the middle, shoot, I got a text. How important is that text? Is that text going to go to the top of the pole? I'm going to tell my client, Hey, can you go change? And I have to, you know, respond to that text or is that like lower on the totem pole? That that's just an example. You know what I mean? So we're constantly deciding, in our lives, what the most important thing we could be doing at that very moment. And it varies so much. And when you have, fortunately for me, I I decided to be fairly entrepreneurial and I've got a lot of balls in the air, which I like. I'm not good when things are slow and I'm not good when I just don't operate, when I just can't, I have a very hard time with uh,
0: sitting around with not I think that's true of a lot of photographers. If you're busy, you're productive. If you're not busy, it's not a good thing. Yeah. I'm that way, and I know a lot of my friends are too. For sure. So my biggest problem
2: is figuring out not only the time being an issue, what to do with the time, and then productivity is an issue. Because now if I'm deciding the wrong things to do with the time, I'm not quite getting where I want to be. You know, so that's really what. Because I'm, I'm in a place that's fantastic right now because I am making decisions based upon, based upon like things. I could do a number of things with my day. Um, I'm fortunate that my rates are high, and that people come in and they pay them, and that I can decide if I want to shoot one day or not. Like I'm going to Bermuda to shoot the Americas Cup next week, guys, for Oracle Team USA, because they called and they were like, hey, can you come into town? I was like, yeah, I clear my plate. No problem. I'll go to Bermuda. (laughs) And then I'm going straight from Bermuda. You know what I mean? I'm going straight from Bermuda. I'm going to Florida because I got two two regattas to do. I'm going to sail and then I'm going to go see Scott Kelby a little bit while I'm down there. And I've got these two regattas and they're in Tampa and he's there. So I'll probably just do a race and go say hi on the grid or something do another race and then i'm going to new zealand to sail in the world master games i i trained for the olympics for two olympics in sailing so i'm fortunate that i get to do i i'm i'm constructing my life around the things that i love you're doing what you want yeah yeah Yeah.
1: what do you want to do more of
2: it's a that's a good question I really I the other thing well the other thing is that I like the level at which I'm shooting now I don't I could shoot every day I don't think I shoot every day I shoot like four days a week or something like that I don't know maybe three sometimes but now you know I'm going to New Zealand for like a month I'm not going to shoot for a month or whatever Um, but I think when I don't shoot I don't like it like I'm a shooter I feel I get rusty and I feel like I'm not working on that direction and I'm not gaining. So I, I, I feel like my base is always photography um, and shooting, but you know, coaching is great. I love the Canon made me an Explorer light and they send me around to different things. And it seeing those people look me in the eye today saying that, you know, I added headshots to what I was doing because of you. And I made more money last year than I would have ever made because of of that is amazing. It's sinking in now. I think I've been teaching for five years. That never sunk in that. I actually have created sources of income for photographers that weren't there before. And that was really powerful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're actually rewarding. We're actually just getting ready to meet one of our most active members in our community knew that we were coming out here and drove out. He's like, if I drive out there, can we hang out? And he's bought like six tutorials at least. Hey, these tutorials aren't cheap. So it's like, well, hell, yeah, like that that's awesome, so he 's literally like probably ten minutes away, you know,
0: I think we have to call an audible here because um we have to be conscious of your time, you have to go to a speaking engagement, and we 're not going to wrap this up. This is part one with <laughs> part Peter because oh, this is oh, fun. Oh,
1: part one of seventeen yeah we
0: got to come back and and talk with you again, I mean, one, you're a dear friend, but I think you have so much to to share i we just have to do this again, so. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been part one of Peter Hurley.
1: <laughs> so, Peter, plug, plug, where can everyone join the Headshot Crew?
0: If they go to headshotcrew.com.
2: They can get in on my coaching. There's a you get my book, um, and I sign it to you and send it to you anywhere in the world, and you get three months with me. And if you like it, you hang out, and it's 19 bucks a month after
1: that. You can sign up for a free trial too, right? Test it out. We can you?
2: no, we got rid of that because I opened up all the videos on it. So now you get in, and there's hundreds of videos. Before we did it, that you got in, you got a month for free. You saw four videos. Now it's just like it's people you're can go in. Yeah, and that's I'm I'm building it, and I want people to be, I want to be able to say, hey, I'm working on a drill on this video this week. Everybody, look at that video this week and do this, you know. And it's a lot easier that way. So, and I think people will enjoy it more. So it'll be pretty cool. Um, but that's it, really. Headshotcrew.com.
1: Can you give us um, some Jerry Springer final thoughts?
2: Oh my gosh!
1: What are your final thoughts today? Well, can I just
2: tell you that I love? Well, I love you guys, but I love interviewing with people that inspire me like like i like talking to like-minded individuals that pull the best like the stories that we talked about on this like a lot of times my interviews people who are in the headshot crew are listening to me they they're like i've heard that i've heard of that i've heard that and a lot of you hey my story's my story i don't can't add anything to it i can only (laughs) this is what happened you know i gotta tell it over and over and over again so when stuff comes out that's like unique i'm like wow that was really good and so this really was uh, inspiring because of that. So I hope you guys out there listening enjoyed
0: it. Absolutely. I know we did. That's yeah. why we're, we're bringing you back for part two, Absolutely. three, four, all the way up to 17. It's going to cool. be amazing.
1: So to download the entire season and this episode, uh, put it right on your phone. You go to rggedupodcast.com. You can also subscribe on all the major uh, platforms out there. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud all for free. Oh, think shebang. It. Shebang. shebang. Oh, we almost, brought, we brought it, oh, it in. man, we almost he got brought it out of home. there without
2: saying shebang. I don't think we said shebang
1: the whole time. No, we didn't.
2: Okay, can we do a whisper shebang just to end this thing? Guys, if you go to YouTube and type in It's All About the Jaw and watch that video, you'll understand yeah. what shebang is and how it went viral. And now it's a word that
0: I use on a daily basis. Three, two, one. Shebang. shebang You've got to get that in Webster's Dictionary. Like that will be like the pinnacle of your career if "shebang" is actually Webster's. Working on "squinch" first. I think that's even better. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right, thanks, buddy. All All right, right. guys. Thank you so much. This podcast has been brought to you by Capture One Pro 10, the preferred imaging software of professional photographers, due to its versatility and to the outstanding image quality delivered straight from the camera. Well, that's all she wrote for this one. Thanks for listening. I get out of here and start shooting. This podcast is officially over. Over and out. Catch you next time, dude. They've literally gone to the ends of the earth to give you something you can't get from a live broadcast in a stuffy classroom.